Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Talking to me? And welcome to Aria Talking to Me, a Game of Thrones podcast. My name's Ben Vanell, and I'm joined by my friend and compatriot, Adam Knox. How are you, Noxie? I'm doing all right. I left my jacket at the hairdressers yesterday. Oh, fucking hell. So you got a haircut? Is, uh, is, yeah, is the real I news? Got, <laughs> it cost one jacket. Fuck. Okay. It was it worth it. Um, let me work it, put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's Very an okay good. Haircut. The guy with, the, yeah. I, like, it's one of the better ones I've had, like, right off the bat for a while. Oh, nice. Nice. He explained, like, everything he was doing as well. He was, <laughs> like, went through and was like, okay, so the hair's here. You keep them quite short, but not that short, <laughs> because you want to make sure that they, they're girly, so it gives the impression of volume, and he, um. Yeah. It, it was it was a fun haircut to get. I kept falling nice. asleep during it though because I'm fucking exhausted over here. And, yeah, you uh, just working your working your uh, comedy voice to the to the bone, and it's real scary to like jerk awake during a haircut while <laughs> someone's holding scissors. Yeah, I used to get haircuts at uh, like a haircut academy. And so they were all really, they were like that. They were kind of very careful. They would talk me through every single thing they were doing and people would come over and check. And it took ages, but I generally got a haircut that I actually liked, which is rare. I and find. they're like 10 bucks as well, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn, that's the shit. That is the fucking shit. Um, all right. Enough haircut chat. I think we're warmed up. I think we're ready to talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're here for... As well, I got oh, yeah? to practice just then my uh, Oberyn Martell voice. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was nice. That Man, I'd love to get a haircut from him any day of the week. I'm telling uh, you, hubba hubba. Ringo <laughs> dingo, give me a bingo. Uh, this man's... <laughs> He's just <laughs> he's <laughs> just <laughs> gives you a wet willy while he's cutting your hair. <laughs> he's uh, anyway. We'll get to him. Let's let's start talking about this episode. Two Swords. It's the premiere of season four of Game of Thrones, a TV show that we talk about on this podcast. Um, do you remember how this opens? Well, it's quite so a good scene. Whose sword is this that is being done at the start? Like it's uh, Tywin. Making us two swords out of the one sword. Is it Rob's that he's burning down? I'm not sure. I was going to ask the same thing because I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is clearly important. It's a Valyrian steel sword. We know that means something. We know John has one. Um, I don't know. Did Rob have one? I don't know. Should I just look it up? Whose I'm, I'm, sword? I'm looking it up right now. Whose sword? Yeah, yeah, please do. Did Tywin melt? melt. Oh, it's it's Ned's. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's Ned's. 
It's because Rob's. It's like, well, I guess they could have like shipped it down to King's Landing, but uh, they didn't explain that. N- yeah, it's Ned's. That makes sense. Okay, because it's been some time between the end of season three and the beginning of season four, right? Because later on, uh, yeah, Jamie mentions he's been away for weeks, and we see Daenerys' mm-hmm. dragons later on, and they're fucking massive. <laughs> Yeah, that tends to be the main signifier of time passing, right? Because we've seen that used in exactly the same way before, the dragons being noticeably bigger. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, yeah he's, Tywin, he's Tywin melts down, down Ned's sword. sword. Mm. Makes it into two and gives one to Jamie. And yeah, I liked yeah. that intro, the, the way it was shot and it being like a pre-opening credits little scene. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I thought the score um, sort of melded really well into the show's main theme. It was it was uh, very elegantly done. Mm. But uh, yeah, Jamie gets one of them after the credits open, right? Mm-hmm. That's time and does Jamie indeed having a little shit. Yep, yep. Um, so Jamie gets a sword, and he's like, "Yeah, sick, um, cool. I, I can I can still do it." And Tywin's like, "Well, you'll have to, you know, you'll have to train." And Jamie's like, yeah, but, you know, like, I'm, even if I'm just okay compared to how I used to be, I'm still better than everyone else in the world. Like, he's very, still very cocky, which is cool. I, I like that version of his character. Yeah. He's definitely back to being Jamie. He's had his hair cut. He's got mm-hmm. his fancy armor on. And <laughs> Sounds like a certain, a certain Adam Knox. He's had his hair cut. <laughs> Although you, you lost be- your fancy armor. <laughs> No, yeah, my fancy armor is gone and I'm fucking freezing, <laughs> which <laughs> I may lose my hand to frostbite. But um oh. Yeah, Tywin is still being like very <clears throat> kind of uh, d- not derogatory, but uh, <laughs> him just immediately going like you'll never be as good as you were. Mm. mm, like, mm. Yeah, he knows that Tywin. Calm calm down. <laughs> he he was there when his hand got cut off. He knows. He said it several times in many different baths. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, and I don't know if you assume that this ties in uh, directly to what Tywin asks of Jamie or, or suggests or basically orders of Jamie, because what Tywin says is, you're going to go to Casterly Rock, you're going to rule there in my stead because I'm not leaving King's Landing until I fucking die. Um I'm the hand of the king, and Joffrey's the king, and you know Joffrey's young, so I'm going to be here for a while. And yeah, Jamie and not happy about that at all. Does not no. want a uh, casterly rock and a wife and all of that. He he doesn't want to be thrown away, basically, and turned into a Lannister child production facility. Totally, yeah. He he's like, I can still swing a sword. I've got one hand, and I've given, I've 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 said an oath that I'm going to be a member of the King's Guard, and you can't break that oath. Uh, I've already broken one oath, and now it's my nickname. Yeah. And it, it's it's good of... Like, Jamie is standing up more easily to Tywin here than he has previously. Mm. It's yeah. his experiences have made him realise what's important to him and that he'll fight for it. Basically, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, he's 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 already lost a hand... And he's lived through it. I think he's sort of like, well, what have I got left to lose? One other hand? Yes, but that's not the point. It's a metaphor. And he wants to stay largely for Cersei at this point. He is still... Absolutely. You know, super weird about her. 
<laughs> totally. I mean, he trekked across across the country to uh, to get back there, and yeah, the motivation it seems to have been uh, his uh, sister, who he likes to have sex with. What? When has that <laughs> happened? Man, you got to re- rewatch this show again, dude. I've uh, forgotten a bunch of stuff. Some some key scenes, some really key scenes. Uh, speaking of key scenes, uh, we're still in King's Landing. We're just out sort of on the road somewhere, and we have uh, Tyrion, the famous little man uh, himself, and uh, Podrick and Bronn, and they're waiting on the road because someone is going to come to attend the wedding, the wedding of Joffrey and uh, Marjorie. Yeah, they're waiting for someone from Dawn, which Ooh. we've heard about Dawn and, like, Dornish wine and um, yes. yep. that it, that it's a place within the Seven Kings, but we haven't seen it. No. Or seen really anyone from it, I don't think. I don't think we have, no, no. And so they're standing there kind of, uh, they're having some kind of back and forth. I don't remember what it was, but Bronn's being, uh, you know, mouthy. He's being mouthy. They're having a bit of, I think you could describe it as banter. They're having a bit of banter. Love a bit of banter. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the banner dies when these people show. When the banners show up, banter turns into oh. banners. Podrick knows yes. a whole lot about him. Yeah, and that's right. Yeah, he's studied. He's been studying up like a good squire. Yeah. And uh, they're basically they're waiting for Prince Doran, who's like mm. the I, I guess the the main um, Dornish dude, but. He's sick or something. They say his health won't let him come. So Prince Oberyn, his brother, is here, but he's mm. snuck in during the night. So <laughs> we we still brought all these heaps of horses and banners, but uh, yeah, the main guy's in there already. Yeah, the main guy just kind of ran ahead um, for some unknown reason. He just sort of ran ahead of us, and uh, he left us behind. We're here now. You've managed to kind of like get it here in between the two of us. So I don't know. This yeah. Um, but what it basically does is it set up a little smash cut to uh, a brothel. Yeah, huh? I've <laughs> <laughs> I've nothing to say about the 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 concept of a brothel. But yeah, Oberyn's in there. Um, yeah, doing another early Game of Thrones. Hey, we've got new watches. Here's them boobs you've heard so much about. Scenes. Yep. Yep. Um, and they go through him and uh, whoever. Uh, is it Alaria Sand you find out her name is? It is indeed, yes. She is a bastard. Uh, she is referred to as a bastard, or I think she calls herself one. Yeah, she's yeah. a sand. And uh, they're in this brothel. That the, These two are some kind of item. They're hiring mm-hmm. some other items to be mm-hmm. an item with. And uh, all's going well. They're having a fun little time in the brothel, hiring... Telling the waiter, like, how about you be a chef? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how about you be a, a roast chicken? Yeah. And then, uh oh, here's the sound of some Lannisters. Who'd have thought yeah. you'd have heard them in the capital? Yep. Uh, Ober in here, someone singing a song. Uh, so the Reigns of Castamere, I think. I think yeah, that's it right. It's the song. And, and uh, uh, he wanders in. And like to try and be intimidating, touches a candle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. But it's the, sh- is, the shittiest magic trick. He he is pretty scary when, or like you know, he seems very confident, not scary, but he's clearly yes assured. 
and uh, yep. goes up and threatens, like, hey, if you don't fucking stop being Lannisters, I'm going to kill you, mm. I guess is his mm. ultimatum. Yeah, um, he seems, you know what? He seems like a bit of a hothead. He seems like he's a little bit quick to jump into action. <laughs> yeah, fiery temper. A fiery temper. Hot blood, this guy, a this Dornish fiery man. Dornish attitude. <laughs> um, and he stabs that guy in the hand. Yeah, the guy goes for his sword and, and Oberyn, like, knifes him through the wrist. And he's like, hey, you're going to bleed a lot unless uh, your buddy gets you here to the hospital. But then, mm, anyway, mm. Tyrion shows up now and he's like, well, boy, I should learn to knock. And <laughs> <laughs> they come in and defuse the situation. And then uh, Tyrion and... He, uh, obviously... Oberyn has no love for Lannisters here, and then Tyrion and him go outside, I believe mm. now, and have a little chat about why that is. Yeah, yeah, that's straight away. Yeah, yeah. So you it's get a little, this... little exposi- exposition dump. And you get some of this backstory that is, like, pretty confusing right off the bat. Mm, mm. Yeah. But uh, yep. Oberyn is mad at the Lannisters, or is mad at Tywin specifically, because mm-hmm. when Rhaegar was still... Was meant to marry his sister. Elia, his sister, Elia, yes. Uh, But Rhaegar left and Elia was killed by the Order of Tywin, he thinks. And Gregor Clegane raped and murdered her. Exactly. So the whole situation, and I needed this refreshed as well. The situation was uh, Elia... Martel was betrothed to Rhaegar Targaryen. They were the uh, the Targaryens. Basically, were the you know the royal family. Tywin Lannister, Robert Baratheon, Ned Stark came in and fucked shit up. And Tywin Lannister was like, "Oh yeah, murder Elia and her children." Yeah, yeah. And the the mountain did it. We know the mountain yep. is a pretty awful dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's not too much of a stretch to believe. And clearly, Tyrion is also like, yeah, that's probably the way it went down. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So Oberyn is here, and, and it's like him being there is an insult to the king already because he's not the main Dornish dude. Mm, mm, but then mm. he is also there to settle a score while he's in town, it seems like. Totally, which is a pretty big thing to reveal straight off the bat to a member of the family you're threatening to seek revenge against um yeah. like we it's it's obviously like this whole introduction is like Oberyn Martell is a hothead he's got a short temper and he also has reason to seek revenge but it seems all he's not being very covert about it it's not very no, king's for, landing of him totally for someone who snuck in in the middle of the night to wait <laughs> until morning and then yell i'm here <laughs> is mm, mm. pretty silly but uh i'm here you know, i'm here and i'm going to kill you we it, they mentioned that he is a great warrior and all this stuff though so mm. you know maybe mm. he's just maybe his confidence is well placed sort of similar to Jamie yeah totally and we see yeah like when he stabs that guy he's fast he's a fast dude he's quick he's a quick, he's quick on the draw mm. yeah, it's the attitude of a snake sort of striking oh yeah like a yeah okay like so hot it's like a red. Like a like a rouge snake or something. I don't, I don't like know. I'm just some kind of cobra commander. <laughs> yeah, let's call him that for now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's. I mean, this is the first time we've met this character. Uh, it's clearly going to play uh, uh, at least some kind of part in the plot this season. And uh, I like this actor. I don't know if you've seen Narcos, but uh, I think he's a good actor. 
I have not seen Narcos because I believe that stitches get snitch- snitches get stitches. <laughs> Stitches get snitches. Uh, we, Anyone who we, has like a serious injury that's had to be stitched up, very good at Quidditch. <laughs> oh no, I am not party to Harry Potter references on this Game of Thrones podcast. I'm partying. <laughs> oh brother, <laughs> Edinburgh, where I am right now. Edinburgh is where Harry Potter was written, apparently. Where it was written, it looks yeah. like it could be there. They they really take pride or like take tourism industry mm. in mm. saying like this is the home of Harry Potter and I'm pretty sure everyone else in the world does not think of Scotland as the home of Harry Potter. Not at all. Not even slightly. It's either London or Hogwarts. Exactly. Um speaking of uh <laughs> no, there's no home here. Speaking of people who are uh have dragons in uh, near them. <laughs> Daenerys is next. <laughs> Um, we go over to Daenerys. She is looking at her dragons. They are bigger, as you mentioned before. They're flying around. They're just doing whatever they want. And uh, one of them snaps at her. I think uh, it's Drogon snaps yeah. at her. These these dragons have become teenagers. It seems yes. Like. Yes. And then uh, Grumpy, grumpy Uncle Jorah is like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, Jorah's like, Jorah. hey, 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 these these dragons are dangerous. See that one that snapped at you? That's not cool. Um, be careful. Yeah. Which, hey, great advice there, Jorah. This dragon <laughs> is big. Yes. This Did dragon is big careful. and it has teeth. Um, these dragons but, seem yeah. as though they might be slightly dangerous. <laughs> these fire-breathing creatures with giant teeth may pose a threat. Whoa, did you, did you get a load of that fucking thing? <laughs> it's enormous. Uh, anyway, I love you. <laughs> what? No, sorry, I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, but then Daenerys is sort of traipsing back through the camp, and she finds out that uh, Dario Naharis and Grey Worm are off gambling. They're gambling. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're doing the Ace Ventura thing, where you've got a stand on top of the pole for as long as possible where they're doing it with swords. I don't know why I associate it, but I've always associated <laughs> that with Ace Ventura because it's in the second one. It uh, is too, any yeah. Sort of, any feat of endurance, I now immediately <laughs> think of Ace Ventura too. But, no, that's um, fair. Yeah, Dario Naharis is looking weird. Isn't he? Isn't he looking weird? I feel like he's maybe dyed his hair or something. Maybe he got a haircut like you did. He, he just went and got a little snip. He's dyed his hair, cut his hair. Mm-hmm grown a beard, mm-hmm. changed mm-hmm. face completely, changed what he's wearing, and changed attitude <laughs> <Yes>. and disposition. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's a new guy. It seems like a completely new and completely not similar at all guy. It's not similar at all. Everything about him is different. Just down to the way like the actor feels, you know, just vibe-wise. Like, there's nothing about him that's similar. I think you said in the sealed section of another episode when Dario showed up that he went from mm. being Orlando Bloom to Han Solo. Yeah, yes, yeah. And it, it, it is a, as massive a change as that. It's ridiculous. And yep. it took me so long watching this the first time to figure out who the fuck this was. Yeah, yes, completely, completely. It's because it's... it's Man, if it's like scheduling issues or the previous actor wasn't good enough, why... Like, why change the whole character? 
it's based on a book. Like it's it's bizarre. It's very strange. I think I'm, I think like they're pa- both potentially they're both different the, takes on the same thing. Uh, I guess they serve the same purpose. Yeah. Like they're both sort of arrogant, you know, sell sword guy still. Yeah. Yeah. But they just seem very different. And I'd forgotten about Dario Naharis between seasons three and four originally because he wasn't that interesting of a character. Mm, and then mm. this dude's here and I was and I yeah, had no idea what was going on. Completely agree. I'm yeah, I was in the same ballpark uh, in the same uh in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. Uh, but he's fine. I think the actor's fine. I think yeah. he's good. Um yeah. be- probably better. Yeah. And yeah, they're doing this gambling thing and uh Daenerys tells him like, Oh, you could go up the bloody back and all this sort of Daenerys stuff in this episode is as close as these guys mucking around get. As close yeah. as these guys get to having a bit of a laugh with each other. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. And yeah, it's sort of like the the, the last one to drop your sword is fucking, you're out. And they both drop their swords immediately. And Dario's like, ah, so you're into uh, that Miss Sandy girl, are you? And there's a couple of other little quick back and forth things. Mm. But yeah. They, they have just, uh, they drop their swords. Wacky um, competitive so, lads. Yeah. Um, we we go back to King's Landing now, um, and we check in with Sansa and Tyrion. I don't even remember this bit, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to get Sansa to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Have a pie, Sansa. you got to eat a pie, eat a lemon cake. Have a little like, cake. No, I don't need to eat. I'm invincible. I think that's <laughs> what it's about. I think it's about her thinking she's invincible. I don't think anything else <laughs> is happened that would make her not want to eat. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. There's, that's that's the text. It's not even subtext. It's right there. She, I think, I think she turns to camera and says, I am invincible. I yeah, do not yeah. need to eat. <laughs> that was kind of weird. I, I actually liked it. I thought it was a cool little change. Ah, uh, look, after Dario being you, you've got to get back to the old format of Game of Thrones, which is <laughs> barreling down the camera and then playing rock music after saying you're invincible. Which I thought, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was great. It was it was a nice return to form. Um, but yeah, she's uh, she's feeling fucked up about Rob, obviously. And mm. um, oh, Tyrion, that's right. Yes, Tyrion comes over and he's like, "Hey, let me talk to her," and then Shay fucking shoots him daggers again like mm. Jesus Shay. Anyway. Mm. Um is this yeah, the bit Sam- where Tyrion is like I didn't know Rob but I think he was a good dude but I did know Catelyn and I know that she'd want you to you know keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but Sansa's not really I'm like she's not really helped by it and she's like I'm going off to the Godswood. I don't pray anymore but everyone shuts the fuck up there so that's why I'm going there. And then Tyrion, yeah, mm. he wanders mm. off. Uh, is is this straight away that he's like, ah, fuck, and goes back to his bedroom? Yeah, he talks to Shay. Shay's there. Shay's there trying to be like, hey, Tyrion, I'm still here. I'm still horny for you. Except mm. she's not genuinely horny for him. She's fucking trying to make him pay attention to him, to her. Yeah. Y- yes, and- Totally. With, like, I, I I don't know, just setting up this unfair trap. Like, of course he's not in the fucking mood for this right now, Shay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then she taunts him about, about his his young bride and all that shit as well. Like, it's, yeah, it's 
still not a fun plot line. No. She cares about Tyrion making her feel good. She doesn't give a shit about Tyrion. Yeah, it seems that way. She's just, she's just got more and more sort of bitter and, and negative. And initially it may have been because she felt uh, ignored or disrespected, but it seemed to sort of bubble away and turn into resentment. And now it's just, uh, it doesn't seem nice. And it, it like, it's, it's a shit situation and it's fair enough to feel bad about it. But mm, like, mm. it's not Tyrion's fault. No. And that's very easy to see as a, as an, an outsider viewing it. But, um, Hey, I don't know. Maybe it's different, uh, when it's a relationship. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon she could, cool down a little bit like i get why she would feel bad about this situation but there's no sort of understanding or attempted understanding there it's just a purely like well you don't love me anymore it's like okay we Abs- can, th- yeah there's gonna be a couple of weird months here totally i was just playing devil's advocate i completely agree with you and i think it's uh annoying <laughs> and then she accuses him again of of trying to give her the diamonds to get her to fuck off and he i think honestly is like i don't know what you mean Yes. But she yep. won't listen to yep. that. No, she and won't. so then <laughs> Shay leaves and there's the sneakiest woman outside <laughs> pre- pressed up against this pillar, like twirling oh, her yes. moustache. <laughs> I, I thought that that shot just looked ridiculous. Yeah, I've absolutely, completely agreed. <laughs> no good. But yeah, they've they've been spied upon. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um. Well, next, uh, we're still in King's Landing. We move to Cersei, Kyburn, and Jamie. Right, Jamie's uh, getting his hand put on. Yeah, he's getting his hand. He's getting his little sword, little golden sword replacement sword hand. Mm. Which it it doesn't look super practical. They say they've worked on it for ages, but it looks stiff and weird. Totally, and surely gold's, like, really heavy. I don't think that that makes mm. sense. And, yeah, Jamie says, like, surely a hook would be a little more practical, mm. but... Absolutely. Know, they've got this fancy, ornate hand because he's a Lannister, I guess. Mm. And then, yeah, mm. Cersei says, I'm starting to like this Kyburn guy. He's weaselly and strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's willing to do experiments and weird stuff. Yeah, he's figured out this odd medicine. Mm, and he's very strange. L- looked at my what I think is a vagina rash of some. <laughs> yeah, good like, question. I, I, I fixed up that problem of yours, and she's like, "Oh, thank God, I'm so much less itchy." Yeah, and Jamie's like, "You let him touch you?" Yeah, and she doesn't really have a problem with it because she hates Pycelle, so whatever. Mm, mm, mm. <clears throat> but then, yeah, Jamie and Cersei are left alone. And Jamie tries a little bit of, uh, tries it on a little bit, and Cersei's like, nah. Mm. You've mm. been gone too long, and there's tension there as well. Totally. Jamie's like, what are you talking about? I did everything to get back here for you. And she's like, you took too long. I'm not into it anymore. I could see how a little distance from that situation might make you realize, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's not what has happened, though. No. <laughs> I think she's just annoyed because she wasn't, you know, the centre of attention. He wasn't there to, uh, yeah, to... to it's, uh, I think, purely selfish 
from Cersei. Well, I think she's massively unhappy and mm. kind of has, has placed a huge part of the reason that she's been more unhappy for the last while because on because Jamie wasn't there and, and you know, it it isn't his fault that he was gone. But it sort of is because he was being reckless and arrogant. Mm. That's true. But also he was sent away initially, you know, by for, for a war. He he had no choice. True. Um in that and he says that and she says that and they don't resolve it by the end of the scene. True. A war partly started though by him fighting Ned Stark in the street, which is which she brings up. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. That is also true. Um, <laughs> but then uh, genuine uh, genuine resentment though from her, it, it seems like. Yeah, she seems angry. And he mm. makes note of like, hey, you're drinking more than you used to. And she's like, yeah, I feel <laughs> fucking terrible. I fucking yeah. out of here, a year can't, and we should start a band. Yeah. <laughs> Loris can play the violin. Because, um, yeah, Look she's, she's been... <laughs> Loris plays violin. He's front man up front. He's Andre Rear. And me, I'm up the back. Fucking, I'll play the drink. I'm nice. going to play the, the wine bottle. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Cersei's drinking more. She's clearly unhappy. Just all around, not having a good time. And that's, yeah. uh, in a way, fair enough. A lot of shit's uh, happened. But uh, her s- spy bursts in in a second and uh, has some probably some news that Cersei's going to love to hear. Oh, yeah. Although she is she is telling her this with Cersei and Jamie in the room, and Jamie obviously is a Tyrion fan, so we'll see what happens with that because it doesn't you know you don't see her actually tell them the news or any repercussions from it in the rest of this episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. What is next? Oh, okay. Next we go to the wall. We check in with Egret. Um, oh, is this the scene where? Yeah, this she's, is the scene with the Thens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cutting some feathers off of arrows, mm. making them, I guess, slightly better arrows. And uh, Torment accuses her of the thing that we did, where, like, if you think Jon Snow's alive, then that's because you let him get away. Oh, absolutely. Which is definitely true. But, yeah, then the, the, the creepy... Are they Fens or Thens, or what are they called? Thens. T-H-E-N-N. Right. Yes. So they're basically a tribe of wildlings, uh, I assume. Yeah, Superman Max looking kind mm. of guys, mm. all cut scars all over their faces to make them look scary, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, it's the whole thing of Mance Raider like uniting all these different tribes. Uh, these guys clearly hate wherever Torment's from, and vice versa. Yes, yeah, yeah. You really do get the the feeling that these guys. They, I mean, they kind of say it, at, at, at least imply it. They want to kill each other. They mm. would happily rip each other to pieces. But uh, Mance Raider's in charge. Tormund says that. I answered a Mance Raider. So um, it's a uneasy alliance at best. And boy, do these yeah. Then guys look fucking creepy. And uh, I actually loved this scene. I have to say, I thought it was done extremely well. Um, each of these actors who have just been sort of side characters so far, you're, you're Egret, you're, you're Tormund carry the scene well and i think these then guys are nice uh, antagonists and then yeah it builds up to a really creepy reveal at the end yeah that they've they're eating this guy's arm 
<laughs> they're eating this guy's goddamn arm. Dude, they got his arm right there, and they're like, yum. Yummy. And I think it's that's a, a three, weird reaction it's a three to piece an arm myself. Well, um, each to their own. I won't judge. I refuse to judge. I've never eaten an <laughs> arm. But, uh, you know, I've eaten my sh- fair share of chicken wings. But, yeah, I agree that, uh, <laughs> that the Thens are... Uh, interesting sort of thing because we're building mm. up obviously to this fight between uh, the uh, wildlings and the Night's Watch. It seems like, mm. yeah, and having some some wildlings in there who we don't who who are just the psychos that everyone thinks all of them are. Yeah, yes, yeah, they're cannibals. They're actually cannibals. Fuck yes. <laughs> I would love to try human meat one day. Not really. <laughs> no, I have no desire to uh, to eat human meat. I've heard um, genuinely. I've heard that it yes. tastes. Apparently, it tastes like pork. Yeah, I think I've heard that as well. It's a white meat. It's like a white like, yeah. It, it, within cannibal circles, it is called long pig. I believe. Wow. Why do you know that? You pick things up when you're a cannibal. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you've just let something slip there. Huh? <laughs> um, we check in with uh, Castle Black now and the Night's Watch and Jon Snow. Yeah, Jon Snow's alive and well. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. Uh, heard about Rob's death and he's, you know, kind of sad about it, but also mainly... Looking like regular old Kit Harrington about it. Yeah, just sort of mopey, sort of dopey, not that emotional. Yeah, that's Kit Harrington. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. He's talking about how, like, oh, I was always so envious of Rob. Everybody loved him. And then Sam's like, well, you're kind of that to me. Which, <laughs> like, don't make this about you, Sam. No. <laughs> it was about John and Fucking Rob. Sam. The Alphas. But then Sam even goes, <laughs> he's he's trying to make John feel better. He's like, I I can read though. I'm better at reading than you are. You're a bit of a, f- <laughs> you're a bit of a fucking idiot, John. <laughs> he's not wrong. But yeah, uh, Sam's there to to grab John because obviously the uh, sort of upper people here at uh, the Night's Watch mm. need to talk to him about what happened north of the Wall. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Mormont dead, there's there's uh, some new dudes in charge. Mm. And it's not an ideal situation because Maester Eamon's there and he likes John. Yeah. But then we got that Alice Thorne guy who was yes. a cunt from day one. Yeah, real, real jerk, real drill sergeant jerk, stereotype kind of guy. Yeah. And then uh, Janos Slint, who was sent away by Tyrion from, from the capital, he's there now. Yes. Yeah, he's there. I uh, definitely the first time I watched this show, I did not remember that uh, at all. So it's nice to <laughs> pick up on it the second time through that this guy is a real slimy little sucker, and he's up there now, and he's on like the board basically. And he seems to immediately hate John for some reason that I'm not quite <laughs> sure about. Uh, maybe he just uh, yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't know at all because Tyrion's the one that fucked him off. It wasn't yeah. one of the Starks or anything. No. I mean, like, Janice Slint betrayed Ned, so maybe it's something to do with that. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe he, in his mind, he's like, well, in a way, the Starks are responsible, and in a way, Jon Snow is a Stark, so 
fuck this guy. But he just also seems like a real slime ball, and he's going to fall in with that uh, that thorn guy because the thorn guy's in charge and. Totally, he's I think that's it. He's just yeah. being a douche because he's like, you're the bastard son of a traitor and all this stuff. It's mm. like, why do you have any reason to immediately, but whatever. He's just yeah. a, a grubby guy. But John mm. is fucking treating this so, like, he immediately comes out with like, I call them the free folk now, and also I killed yeah. Colin Halfhand and I fucked mm. one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's he's kind of like, or someone is like, you know, like, we've we've all... We've all rooted around. We've all gone down to the whorehouse of a weekend and fucked a you know northern girl, but no one's rooted a wildling. He slept with the enemy. That's pretty bad. Yeah. And Eamon's like, yeah, we, all of them do it. And like you say, they're like, not all of them have sex with wildlings, but it, it, he basically uses the, the Davos defense of like, hey, I've done all this fucked shit, but you're going to need me because Mance Raider's got 100,000 people marching on us right now. Yes, yeah, um, which again is not that convincing to me, but it works. <laughs> it works for oh, some reason. It's crazy to say because, like, there's a hundred thousand wildlings on their way. Uh, I'm the only person here who seems to have any care about them or affinity towards them. So I'm the most likely <laughs> to betray you. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Oh dear. So even though that they're grubs, sense. Alice Thorne and uh, Jano Slint probably right to to be a little bit peeved at John. Uh, absolutely, uh, in the same way that the wildlings were right to be suspicious of John the whole time. Yeah. Oh, John. Oh, John. John, you fucking beautiful dumbass. <laughs> um. Now we head back to King's Landing. And we check in with one Joffrey Baratheon. Ah, the little cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he's trying on clothes. He's he's also shutting down Jamie. Jamie's like, look, here's my plan. We'll have bodyguards here, here, and here, and... Uh, I'll stand here, and I uh, I only have one hand, but I'm actually still pretty good. And Joffrey's like, no one's going to fucking come at me. Yeah, Joffrey getting ready for his wedding, right? And, yes, uh, yes. Being very, uh, you know, fucking arrogant Joffrey still. Yeah. And being a yeah. dick to his uncle, which he always kind of was, I think. I don't think he ever really liked Jamie. No, I think he always like he he had that Kingslayer insult in the back of his you know his mind the whole time. He he never really seemed to respect Jamie, yeah. which is ironic considering Jamie is his father. What, <laughs> dude? I gotta watch this show. It sounds crazy. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. It's 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 insane. There's a lot of yeah. incest, and they're like, uh, Joffrey's like. Fuck Stannis, fuck Rob, everyone's fucked off. And Jamie's like, well, Stannis is still around. Mm. But, um, mm. yeah, they've got that book there, the Band of Brothers or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's so it's the history. What is it, the history of all of the Kingsguards or? Like the notable ones, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And so they reference and- a few. They reference uh, Duncan the Tall, I noted. Yeah, uh, Billy Bob, the Thornton, <laughs> and uh, eventually get to Jamie and, yeah, uh, fucking Joffrey's like, oh, not many pages in here, are there? You old man with one hand. Yeah, he calls him like a 40-year-old with one hand. 
which is uh, a pretty brutal insult. Yeah. And Jamie's like, I still got time, but fucking Joffrey and Samarin Trant, who has like the grumpiest face, <laughs> they they mock away. And then it, it, have we already gone past the gardens with Marjorie, or does that come afterwards? I think it must be afterwards. It's not, yeah, I haven't seen it come up yet. Right. Unless it's been skipped. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that bit either happens now or soon where Marjorie and Olena are preparing for the wedding as well. And, like, Olena just throws a fucking expensive necklace into a bush. Because she's like, it doesn't look good enough. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Marjorie is, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going through all these things and they send all their kind of servant people off to go get better, nicer stuff. Then Marjorie says, maybe I should let Joffrey pick stuff and I'd end up with a bunch of dead sparrows around my neck. And Olena's mm. like, fucking watch your tongue around everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, but there's could be anyone listening to this. Yeah. That is a stupid move to, to say what you think. Never do that yeah. in King's Landing. Absolutely. It, if you're if you think you're alone, then double check because there's probably three people listening to you. Yeah, and Brienne shows up, and Olena's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite part of the episode because yeah. like Brienne, like she is just so much taller than them, and yeah, Olena's just like, "Holy fuck!" The rumors were true. You're a big bitch. Whoa, Jesus! What is it, bloody? Uh, how do you how do you stop the birds from flying into your head, mate? <laughs> what's what's the bloody what's the bloody weather up like 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 up there? You you you. What's the weather like up there? She if says. you do bloody, you're tall. You're tall. Um, but yeah, she's back and she's like, "Hey, I loved Renly. You guys were kind of in with Renly. I guess I'm your mate." Mm, and mm. they're like, "Yeah, well, move on." But you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally, Jamie. Uh, Jamie and, uh, and Brienne also chat at some point. Yeah, that. Well, they have a talk over when they're looking at Sansa. Yes, Jamie yeah. and, and Brienne's like, "Hey, fucking, you said you'd look after her," and Jamie's like, "But do I have to?" Catelyn's mm, dead. Arya's almost definitely dead. She's married to Tyrion. I'll fucking, I'll, I'll go jerk off with my golden hand if you don't mind. <laughs> That's right. He sort of is like, "What can I do? You know, what? Like, what? What can I do?" And he's right. We- there's not a huge amount, but she, I, mm. Brienne, is like, "Get her out of King's Landing. She's not in. She's not safe here." Yes, which is a fair point. And then Sansa um, starts to feel very, very not safe because she kind of walks away because she hears footsteps. That's like a little sort of chase with an unseen person, and it turns out to be that jester guy, the guy who Joffrey tried to kill and made the fool. Yeah, the guy who was drinking. He he showed up drunk. Uh, or yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, and and was it Sansa that saved him, or was it Marjorie or some someone else? Sansa saved him. She's like, oh, killing someone on your own name day would uh, be a yes. bad look. Yes, that's right. That's right. So then so he shows dude, up all, all yeah. weird, drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's looking for Sansa to thank her and give her his mother's amulet thing. Mm. Mm. Tells Weird. a sad story. But uh, yeah, okay, cool. Glad you're alive, guy from two seasons ago. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you, dude. <laughs> Bye. Bye, bitch. Um, so uh, we go back to Daenerys' camp, which is uh, on the outskirts of Marine, apparently. Uh, the slave city of Marine. So she's liberated Yunkai, 
the one before that, um, mm. o- o- Ocean's... Ocean's Ocean Aw- Grove? <laughs> yes. I can't remember um, what that one was called, but she's done two of them now, and they're on their way Astapor. to the next city. Astapor, yeah, Yunkai, and they're on their way to yep. Marine. Yes. And uh, Dario is he's, uh, he's having a little chat. He's like, hey, I picked, uh, picked this flower. Nice flower. Picked this one. Poison. And here's a third one. And he's like, you've got to get to know the local flowers because it'll help you ingratiate yourself with the local people. So yep. nice little lesson. Nice little lesson, but he's also using it as a nice little come on. Mm, come on. He's and a cheeky lad. <laughs> he is. He's a cheeky little boy. He's he's still as sexual as previous Dario, but he's more cheeky and less straightforward. It's a different kind of... Uh, he's, he's a sort of more rugged man now, rather than yes. a, sort of a jawline long hair. Now he's got scruffy mm. hair and an attitude. Yeah, he's 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 less like a Ben Vanell type, you know, just a traditionally handsome guy, and he's more like an Adam Knox, you know, like a sort of weird-looking rogue. Yeah, the one who you'd, like, want to replace the, the guy with. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying there. The <laughs> yeah, sure. Like sort the, of the saves the role. Right, but the previous one obviously gets a lot of work as a model, so he's still pretty well off and, and pretty happy. Sure, sure, yeah. He goes into like getting exploited as a model, yeah. Whereas the other guy has a uh, a lead, uh, what a leading role on the mm, best. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this guy is or who either no. of them are or what else they've ever been in. <laughs> no, neither. No, um, but yeah, he has a little flirt with Daenerys. Yeah, and then the flirting gets a little bit uh, unhappy. When he brings her a dead body of a child. <laughs> yeah, so she's like nailed up to a signpost and she's pointing pointing in a direction, which is uh, yeah. creepy, creepy stuff. And um, uh, Jorah says like there's one of them every mile until we get to mm. Marine. So there's 163 of them. And Daenerys is like, well, I'm going to collect them all. And says she's going to look at the faces of every last one of them as they go down there before they're buried. Yeah. And she's angry. She's getting angry. She's not happy with it at all. She says, take it, take the kid's collar off and bury her. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes. Already famously against slavery and uh, the mistreatment of people, her um, resolve is only becoming stronger. Yeah. Surely this third city will be nothing like the other two. <laughs> well, this the first city line. was okay. Yeah, the second hey. was poisonous. Uh, the third? A third one. <laughs> yes. Uh, so do we go back over and we see Arya and the Hound now? We do indeed, yeah. Cool. This this last section here is the best part of the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agreed. Yeah, it's good stuff. So the Hound is, what, taking her off to uh, to go to Lysa Aaron now at the Vale. That's Arya's aunt. And he's like, maybe yes. I could get some money from her for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. I know she's mad, but uh, she's still rich. They're going to the Eerie, I guess. Yeah. And Arya is, like, complaining the whole way there, as a kid would. Where, are we mm-hmm. there yet? Can I have a horse? Why don't you let me go? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, and eventually they show up to this... Uh, tavern in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the hound is reluctant to go in there because there's people there and they hide behind some bushes and peer out like the little fucking rascals 
<laughs> and noticed that uh, one of the guys who's there is Poliver. Yes. Who is the guy that stole Arya's sword and killed her friend. Yeah, in in a really cruel and gross way. Yeah. And uh, it, it's very lucky in, in, in a sense that they've shown up here. But, um, yeah, they're, they're outside pissing. He's got the sword still. And Arya's mm. like, oh, that's my sword, Needle. And the Hound is like, of course you fucking name your sword. Only cunts name their swords. <laughs> yes. I, I like the Hound. Yeah, I love the Hound. He's one of my favourite characters. Uh, but and also, the only person who I can remember who's named their sword, other than Arya, is Joffrey. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, okay. it? Uh, Widowmaker or something like that? Yeah, blood blood seeker or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> Widow's tears. I think it was something to do with a widow. Um, I think it was like gash maker or some. Oh stupid god! Thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anyway, what basically what happens is they they get in a fight. Yeah, they come in. These Lannister guys are gross. Mm-hmm. The hound says he wants chicken, and they're like, not under my roof. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eventually, you know, after some a good dialogue back and forth he seen that I liked, yes. um, the Hound says, fuck the king, and starts a fight. And then they have a good fight. Like, this is a good fight scene. There's snakes, Absolutely, yeah. It's clear what's happening, There's and it there's character progression that takes place during it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, most notably, <laughs> Arya's, um, she becomes a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, like, this is some crazy shit that she does here. She remembers something this Polliver dude said to her. She has a mm. massive thing about revenge. She clearly gets chips right right fucking heavy on her shoulder. Absolutely, yeah. We know she repeats people's names as she goes to sleep, but um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. This is some crazy shit remembering this dialogue from, mm. like, ages ago now, remembering this thing that he said to her. Mm. And she grabs that blade, waits waits until he recognises her and remembers who yes. she is. Yes. And then just very gently drives it through his chin. Yep. Uh, it's not, like, into his brain or anything. It's straight through his throat. Blood comes out of his mouth and it looks uh, awful. Yeah. Looks real painful. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, like, you know, these people deserved it. But seeing Arya be that cold is like, oh, Jesus, all right, maybe calm down. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah you, you can see her getting in a fight and, you know, like killing someone in the in the cold, well, in, in the heat of battle, I should say, in the yeah. hot heat of battle. But this is a man who was sort of like, um, he was prone, he was on the ground, he couldn't really get away anyway, and she knew exactly what she was doing, and uh, that is disturbing for a young totally. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She reveled in this. Yes, yes, that's a good way to put it, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, they, they win that fight, and we get a last shot of them riding off Arya now on her own horse, little white horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And they ride through some burning fields and into a credits. Yeah, and she seems pretty uh, relatively pleased with uh, having murdered someone. Yeah, she seems pretty happy with herself. Mm, mm. Um, um, and that's it. It was a wh- decent opening to the to the season, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was decent. That's probably the fairest way to, to describe it. Um, 
I, there's certainly some interesting stuff there with Arya, and I am intrigued by the over-the-top new character, Oberon Martell. Um, totally. He comes did, bursting yeah. out of the gate. He really does. Um, it, he may not be the most subtle character, but at least we know some shit's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we checked in with basically everyone who I wanted to check in with. Like, we haven't seen mm-hmm. Stannis and Davos or any of them. We haven't seen the Boltons and Theon. Yeah. But uh, I think other than that, we've kind of checked in with everybody. I think so, I guess. Yeah, we didn't see, like, the Greyjoys, because we know from last uh, end of last season, Yara is going to go off and rescue Theon. But, um, yeah. 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 Uh, I guess we didn't see uh, Rob and Catelyn either. <laughs> I didn't watch the last couple of episodes, by the way. Where are they? Oh, okay. Um, uh, look, I'm just going to say that we may not be checking in with them for a while. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Mm. They're cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all, all right episode. Uh, I think that we were much uh, bigger fans of the last episode we talked about, and certainly the one before. Um, but yeah, it was fine. It was all right. Some interesting stuff's happening. Yeah. I, I like the King's Landing stuff that happens in this uh, mm. I, I, I really like Marjorie and Olena and all of that, the, the Tyrell stuff. I'm, I'm yeah, Tyrell him. stuff's good. I like Jamie being back in the mix as well. He's an interesting character. He tends to make shit happen. Yeah. Um, but, but I think it's more like I'm waiting to see what is going to happen. Nothing huge has happened yet. Right, yeah, we're, we're sort of ramping back up. And I, I, I like Tyrion a lot and hate the situation he's been put in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I'm um, curious to check in with maybe Varys and Littlefinger and a few other of the more uh, manipulative, plot-moving characters at some point. Right. But, um, yeah, yeah Littlefinger at this a good point, opening. He sailed off at the end of the last thing, right, to the Vale. Yeah, yes, yeah. The last time we saw him was, I guess, was that during his climb, climb uh, speech where he just yeah. went off? Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, he's in the ship at the end of it, I think. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 right. But yeah, good episode. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, where the the dragons' attitudes develop towards how Arya goes here. Whether or not John mm. Uh, mm. gets in trouble up at the wall there, and what <laughs> yes. those those wacky those wacky Lannister lads are up to. <laughs> oh, we didn't check in with Bran. Oh yeah, true. Yes, they're north of the wall now, aren't they? They're north of the wall. We assume. Um... And yeah, like saw, I said we last, last week, at I'm... The end of the lo- yes, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mildly interested in that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sweet, good stuff, good episode. Uh, thank you for listening, first-timers. If you want to get in touch, me, uh pod at gmail.com or Twitter or Facebook. Um, should we do a, a sealed section section today? Well, we'll go into it and see what we have there. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks, first-timers. But now it's time for a little bit of Sealed Section. I have very little 
to say about sealed section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like Oberon's great, and he he really does kick it off with a bang. But we know what happens there. Um, it's interesting how the whole thing is set up in this episode as well. Sure, I mean it's it's like I said in in the main bit, it's all very blatant. It's very obvious. It's very mm. clear what his motivations are and what he wants to do. Uh, Cersei and well, and like he says the same thing to Tyrion that he says that he yells at Tywin just before he gets his head caved in, mm. which is the whole story there. And also uh, mm. Cersei mm. and uh, Kyburn starting to get along. Yeah, some some experiments going on down the track with a certain mountainous man. Yeah, uh, Arya starting to become a little bit ruthless. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, yes. This this is just setting up shit where we know where it goes. Um, there's not anything that stood out to me as being particularly like, oh, whoa, that thing. Yeah, no, completely agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. cool. That's uh, that's about it, I reckon. There's there's obviously, I I think also it's the fact that. There will be more plots that are started within this season that are ended within this season. They just haven't kicked off uh, in the premiere. So there's just... Yeah. It's a pretty... It, flat flat in the sense that there's not a lot of nuance or depth um, for us to speculate about at this point. Actually, do you know one thing is, uh, re-watching this, watching Shay's justifications in her mind for what she ends up uh, doing, like... Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she she becomes so petulant so quickly, and that was ages ago. Um, mm. And yeah, she's she is really just like building a list of reasons to be a, a selfish dick. Completely. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah that's, other than that's that, good. I think that's the episode, right? That's the episode. That's it. That's um, no questions this week. Get your questions into Aria talking to me pod at gmail dot com. Um, there's so much to talk about. So yeah, just, uh, anything, anything we haven't covered already would be great because we won't cover it again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.